0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap. This is Fightful. (sighs) What do you guys want to talk about? It's February 1st, 2023. Jimmy Van is not here today, so this will be a completely super chat and humper chat driven show. So if you want the show to go longer than 10 minutes, you'll get those super chats in, but you can leave your thumbs ups right now. Uh, We've got lots of good stuff. Coming your way on Fightful this week, but we're going to go ahead, get into the questions, all that. Hey, listen, I know I got two black bars on the side here. I don't know what's up with uh, StreamYard doing this right now. Kind of weird for solo shows, but eh, you know. Uh, We are also simulcasting on twitch.tv slash FightfulGaming. If you want to get your questions or statements in, uh, donate a super chat here at youtube.com slash Fightful. And then... You can also head over to Humperchats.com. That allows you to leave your question or statement uh, before we go on the air or like a full day earlier. Uh, Got lots of cool stuff coming this week. I hosted the Extreme Life with Matt Hardy this week in place of John Alba. Uh, That's a good time. We've got plenty of cool stuff. The list goes on today will be me talking about uh, my experience at AEW Lexington and San Antonio, the media stuff that we did. So if you're interested in hearing about that side of things, uh, FightfulSelect.com will have the list goes on right after this. I'll tell you about the, the process of uh, the press conference. I saw a lot of people say, oh, there weren't that many hard questions asked. Uh, I'll address that unless we get super chatted about it here. All that on the list goes on FightfulSelect.com. Triple Stroke says, has Sammy Cody Roman influenced the TV ratings? Uh, well, it So, Cody came back, viewership was down a little bit for Raw, but last week was a big, big episode of Raw, the Raw 30. Anybody that puts the blame, for example, anybody that looks back when Shawn Michaels was world champion, and he was, I think we can look back and say he was a great world champion now. And they say, oh, well, viewership was down. The way that I look at that is, well, imagine how down it would be if they didn't have a great performer like Shawn Michaels. I'm not sitting there and pointing the finger at him. There are some that critically don't work out, business-wise do not work out, and you can kind of point the finger at that. So I look at a a Cody, Sammy Roman thing, and I'm like, well, of course that influences ratings. They're all three stars. Uh, Sammy Zayn is a fantastic performer within the scope of what we are seeing right now. Roman Reigns is so good at that. Cody is an undeniable personality that we see right here. So uh, I look at that and I go, well, of course they've influenced the TV ratings to some degree. Any news on ROH TV? No, none. I thought for sure that we'd be seeing that at dark at the tapings or something like that. I mean, obviously, technically they did return in January for the, the Jay Briscoe tribute show, right? But I mean, that's not exactly what we were expecting. So unfortunately, no. Matt Hennessey says, any update on Cameron Grimes, Roderick Strong, or Noam Dar? I heard somebody in in WWE say, well, we haven't seen him at the PC being Roderick Strong. Um, I know that they wanted to keep him around. They did not want to release him. Triple H likes him a lot, but he had asked for his release before that regime. We'll see how that unfolds. Uh, he's had an awful lot of time off. Noam Dar, I haven't heard anything. Haven't heard anything. And Cameron Grimes has planned for a main roster call-up. And it's just it just hasn't happened. He hasn't been around. He hasn't been uh, doing much of anything. But I know that he's a guy that a lot of people on the main roster looked at, and they're like, well, I mean, God, he's been on TV for the last seven, eight years. And he's got direct experience working with Shane Helms, who's a producer there. So I know that he is a guy that they looked at, and they were like, well, of course he would translate to the main roster because he's translated everywhere. Noam Dar is another name that they know works on TV because he's been working on tv nonstop in a variety of places from uk to 205 live i mean he was on on raw a bunch right like he he knows how to work that style this is not anything that is out of his depth in that sense but still we've not seen him since like what july and he is a guy that worked a couple dozen raw matches So there's not a lot they're going to put in front of him that he can't do. I thought that he picked up the entertainment aspect very well also. Connor says, should or will Rhea versus Charlotte and Roman versus Cody main event both nights since the whole Rumble tagline is the main event of WrestleMania? (sighs) I thought that Rhea and Bianca should have headlined a night of Mania. That's who I thought. Because Rhea is an undeniable star, and Bianca is Mrs. WrestleMania. So that's who I thought should have headlined. All due respect to Rhea and Charlotte, I don't know if the general interest will be there. I hope it is. I know that Rhea is going to have an absolutely killer match with Charlotte because Charlotte is a top flight main event level performer that can put on WrestleMania main event quality matches all the time. I just wonder if for that rematch, it will develop into the interest necessary to headline it. I mean, look at what happened last year. Austin and Owens ended up main eventing it, right? So, I don't I don't necessarily think the Rumble winner should always main event WrestleMania. It should be the biggest matches. But I think that Rhea and Bianca could have been that. And maybe Rhea and Charlotte will be. DeShire says, really liking the lack of Vince news this past week. Yeah, no news is is good news on, on that front. I don't want him pushing his way back into creative, but Jennifer Kathleen, great to see you, says, who are the top opponents you want to see for Ibushi? I would love to see him against Seth Rollins. I'd love to see him against Cody. Um, outside of WWE, I would love to see him against Josh Alexander. Uh, Cheeseburger, honestly. I think Cheeseburger is very underrated, and I bet Cheeseburger could have a freaking fantastic match with Cody Ibushi. Obviously, I want to see Kenny Omega. That one makes an awful lot of sense to me. Brian Danielson as well. DeShire says, opinion. Will Jay White be wrestling at Mania in LA? My opinion is yes, but there is no deal in place. There is no deal done. There is nothing like that that is set. Uh, but I think when I look at the landscape of AEW and WWE, I think that he would be a better fit for WWE. That's That's how I feel. Reminder, guys, you can go to Humperchats.com and get your questions or statements in as well. Tony says, Jay is the pure wild card. Is he not allowed in Canada like Jimmy? If not, it blows up uh, the common guess that Jay is screwing Sammy at Elimination Chamber leading to a match at Mania. Also, will Jay go back to early Bloodline Jay, current Jay, or a different character altogether? I like that you said that that was the wild card, Tony, because that's how I felt. That's how I felt about all of this. We knew that the Sammy thing was coming, right? We knew that the turn was going to happen. We didn't know that Jay, the one that had been the holdout the whole time, was going to go and just be beside himself over this. Uh, is Jay unable to be in Canada? Well, uh, it's been four years since he's been in Canada. The last match he's had there was in April 2019. So he has not been there in a very, very long time. Uh, I I don't know the legalities behind that. I should probably look at it, but neither of them have, have wrestled there since then. I think that Jay... And Jimmy will probably lead into another character after all this. But maybe the bloodline continues for a while. Colin Matthews says, not a question. I want to give Scott Edwards a shout out. The Select Style podcast is great. Yeah, cheap uh, plug here. We added another podcast to FightfulSelect.com. There are over 30 a month there now. Alex's Sour Graps, you get that twice a week. You get my Q&A every week. You get a Grapsy Q&A every other week. You get the weekender every week, select style every week, coexisting with Robin Maggie every week, pay-per-view previews every month, uh, pay-per-view post shows every month as well. So uh, Scott Edwards has completely transformed our site. He is a great hire. Uh, I'm hoping that one day we'll we'll have like the uh, situation set up to we, where we anchor him down full time because he's just, he's unbelievable. Have you heard of WrestleMania plans for Becky Liv Seth, Edge, Ronda. I assume Ronda, Bianca. I hope not. I want to see Bianca versus Asuka or even Bianca, Becky, Bailey would be good. I don't want to see Bianca and Ronda. Unless Ronda channels whatever it is she had in that Raquel match that was really, really awesome. Liv, I haven't heard. Becky, uh, I hadn't heard of anything firm as of January, uh, the beginning of January. Seth, I believe, I believe, Logan Paul. I think that's the direction they're going there, and that makes an awful lot of sense. Um, Edge, I don't know if they're going to do Edge and Beth versus Finn. And, and I mean, they can't do Finn and Rhea and Mania. Rhea's got a match. They could do Edge and Finn at in Hell in a Cell there. They had planned on that for the Rumble, but it didn't end up happening. But uh, the one I, I had heard of was Seth and Logan Paul. Mike Leotis says, really like the direction of Rumble Raw recently. They're more focused on the current roster and telling engaging stories, as well as buttoning up old stories uh, with Charlotte and Rhea. I agree, too. There was this lull in the fall and the winter of Triple H's booking, and I really felt like, while I know that some people looked at the Rumble on Saturday and they were like, oh, it wasn't for me, I felt like it was a very safe Royal Rumble and I think that that's a very good thing. I think it's okay to have a safe rumble as long as you have your great moments as well. I'm going to like the Royal Rumble no matter what. It's going to be exciting to me. But it made sense from a story perspective. There was a whole lot there that I liked. I loved the direction of it. I love the Elimination Chamber stuff. Why give five people a title shot a couple weeks after somebody had to fight through 29 people to get it? So if you want a title shot, guess what? You're one of six people in the Elimination Chamber, a brutal structure, and you're rewarded for making it far in the Women's Royal Rumble. That is just not something I'd never thought of, just common sense stuff. And, and when you do that, you reward your audience for watching the Rumble, you reward your performers for kayfabe getting further in the Rumble, and you make Adam Pearce look smart and brilliant like a manager should be. Really like that. And then the U.S. title one is really great, too. Just really like that. Taylor said, what in your opinion would be the ideal ending to Roman's title run? Okay. I'm going to just say this off the top of my head, off the top of my head. Maybe bloodline keeps wreaking havoc on raw. And the punishment is Roman is defending his titles back to back nights. One night against Cody, one night against Sammy. And this is a this is off the cuff. Say you're not doing the Owens Sammy tag title match. Whatever. One night it's Cody Rhodes defeating him. The next night, it is The Rock costing Roman Reigns the title to Sammy Zayn. The next night on Raw, Owens relives the Neville. Sammy Zayn spot turns on Sammy, and they start a feud. You get the Roman rock match for one year later at WrestleMania. You get the rock well ahead of time. And during that period, about once a month, you have the rock send in a via satellite or something like that. They go back and forth. And this is really becoming a nightmare for Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is, is, he lost his titles. Now he's fearful of losing his tribal chief, his head of the table because the rock is back. And the rock is like, you know what? You were never the head of the table. You were never the tribal chief. I'm I'm, I've been doing this stuff. I've been giving you bit roles in my movies even. And you set that up for a year later. You do it that way. There you go. Darren says, if Cody wasn't cleared, who would have won? It was always Cody. Um, Cody was planned to be the winner for months and months and months. Him getting cleared was a formality. But if you want me to throw out like a second name, probably Drew or Seth. Kim says, hey, SRS, my 11-year-old son, Bo, has a question. Hey, Sean Rossap, do you consider Seamus and Drew the new version of the bar? Very similar, very similar, Bo. They've got that, that brutal style. They've got that physical style. I've got a funny story about the, the Banger Bros uh, name that's going to come to FightfulSelect.com pretty soon, but that's not appropriate for a child. Uh, but yeah, I do think that they are very reminiscent of the bar. I think they can get over more than the bar, honestly, because right now, if you look at the path for Drew McIntyre, he's not going to be at the top of the card. So yeah, I, I, I think that them as a tag team would be very good. Give me them against Ridge and, and Dunn even. Mr. C.J. Lilly says, hey, SRS, you said people weren't happy with the Hardy performance. Have you heard if it took time from the Alexa-Bianca squash match? Because it seemed rushed. So the aggregations of what I reported weren't fair. Uh, By the way, Patreon cut off our line there. Uh, I said that some people scoffed about it, and they did. I was like, what would you think of the Hardy performance? People went, ugh, like that. They didn't want it. The show went over time by about 10 minutes. They wanted to keep it to, to four hours. But uh, I don't know if it cut necessarily on the fly, the time short, uh, Mr. C.J. Lilly. But one of the people I talked to said, that match, the Bray match, needed more time. Four minutes to one of those, or two minutes to either one of those, would have made a big difference. Also, there was a person that I talked to that said, man, they could have main evented Raw with Alexa and Bianca, gave them 20 minutes or something, you know? So yeah, it did seem rushed. I agree with you. Have any AEW stars talked to you about Roman and Sammy? Yes, yes. Uh people in WWE talk to me about AEW stuff pretty often. They they you know putting over stuff mainly. And vice versa. There's not a lot of burials of of angles or or anything like that. Do you think we see Dragon Lee Saturday? Yeah, I do. I do. Ryan says, Hey Sean, do you ever find out where Mercedes didn't end up being Soraya's partner? On January 11th, edition of Dynamite, what's the percentage of Jay White and Naomi going to WWE? I'd say Jay White's 50%. I'd say Naomi, they believe it's like 65 70%. I'm surprised she hasn't popped up yet. I don't know why Mercedes was not the partner. Uh, She should have been the partner. If they could have had their way, I'm sure she would have been. It is just like... It is a situation where they've a lot of people involved knew the reaction and I don't know why they continue to tease it or do it like that. They could have just said that, but maybe they were interested in getting curiosity views. I don't know why news on Tasha teasing NXT and what's in uh, next on her tweet. Do you mean Tasha steals? Let me see. Let me see that. Uh, I, I think that's who you would have to mean, right? I don't see a tweet. In. Okay, yeah, yeah, To the next chapter. She just signed a new deal with Impact, like, recently. So, yeah. Why did Ray not winning, win the Rumble, considering he was not eliminated disqualified? Cody jumped over the top rope when leaving the ring. That's very clever. So, I had planned on doing a Royal Rumble video where I wanted to point out some some things that I would change about the Royal Rumble, and my line of thinking was if you can't get to the ring by the time the next entrant is out without somebody attacking you, like Baron Corbin, you know, not getting to the ring or whatever, then you should be eliminated. No, if any more roster shuffling with uh, Maximum Male Models on Raw, Alexa to SmackDown, to be with Bray, I, I, it hard. It's hard to believe that she won't be with Bray at some point, right? And Bray spoke to us at the press conference and said, "Well, we're going to be tied together forever. Like that's just us. We're going to be uh, sort of hitched to each other for good." So it is. He, he says he thinks that they'll have something memorable as well. I don't know necessarily what that means, but it's hard to imagine, Mister C.J. Lilly, that that one won't appear on the other. You know what I mean? Like, it's very hard to look at that and go, oh, well, they're definitely not going to be mixing that up. They're not going to be switching that up. They're not going to be adding that to, to SmackDown because, like, how could they not at this point? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, And uh, what I want to ask you guys is, how could you possibly not sleep on a Helix mattress? Helixsleep.com/slash/fightful has changed my life. A few years ago, I was sleeping on a slab of memory foam. I wanted to try something different. I didn't want to go to a mattress store, especially during that period in time where you know stuff was getting passed around. I wanted Helix sleep, so I checked out Helixsleep.com. Now Helixsleep.com/slash/fightful took their quick quiz, got matched up to their Dusk lux model. It made my night's sleep much more versatile. I'll tell you what I love, 100-night risk-free trial. If for some reason you don't like it, you get your refund, they'll come pick it up as well. They have 14 unique models, and at helixsleep.com. They're offering up to $350 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They support military first responders, teachers, and students by giving them a special discount on the site as well. You should never have to compromise on your comfort, and Helix has a lot of options for you. One's for plus-size sleepers. One's with cooling technology. All kinds of stuff at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Over 12,000 five-star reviews. Bridget Hewlett with an absolute monster super chat. Bridget, thank you so much. We're gonna spend some time talking about this. So is Mox done with vacation or is it coming back for one night? Oh, poor Mox. He had a vacation scheduled or after all out. I had been told about that, you know, around All Out. And unfortunately, what happened was brawl out happened, the punk injury happened, and he didn't really get any time off. And here he is. He he got beat by Adam Page uh, in January uh, on the 11th. He's had a couple weeks off, but he's back. He's already back. Now, what was supposed to happen during his other vacation, he was supposed to have off from roughly all out, from what I understand, up until about the Cincinnati show in mid-October. So he would have had maybe a month or so off which is quite a bit of time but not not like an insane amount of time like Miro has wrestled four matches in 15 months he's had plenty of time off but what also happened during that period was that John Moxley signed a new AEW deal and what i was told was that in october keep in mind this is before his vacation around the time his vacation was set to end that he would assume some more responsibilities be paid a lot more money the schedule would be good uh but also you know he would he would be sort of made up for he'd be made whole for missing that vacation so AEW had told I had spoken to a source that said they're going to do whatever it takes to keep him whatever it takes to keep him he's he's their hogan he's their wwf hogan he's their big guy whoops sorry hit my mic He's their guy that they wanted to make sure he always knew that he was appreciated and he felt like, okay, this is going to happen. I mean, this is a millions and millions of dollars deal that keeps him there until 2027. So uh, I'm not sure what provisions were made in that, but I was told (laughs) that he was made whole by that situation. He seems very happy there. He seems very happy to help even before he signed that new deal. Uh, he had done the thing where he helped lead a charge to where he's like, hey, guys, I understand dirt sheets are going to be talked to, but maybe keep our dirty laundry in-house. And I, I respect that. I mean, wish all the dirty laundry was aired to us, but unfortunately it's not. But Bridget, thank you so much for this super chat. DeShire says, don't see Rollins or Thering winning at Elimination Chamber. Who wins? Well, I think Theory and Cena should go at it. I would love it if Cena won the U.S. title at Mania, then dropped it like the next night. Uh, and, And Dom says, Jay White goes after the U.S. title at Mania against Styles if possible. Do you see Roman wrestling both nights? Splits the titles? Love Fightful. Hear me out. Cena beats Theory for the title, U.S. title night one. Switchblade Jay White answers the John Cena United States Open Challenge Night 2 and beats him. Hear me out. Apologies, my Google Chrome went and screwed up. I don't know what happened there. It's been happening a lot. Like Chrome has been just like screwing up big time for me. Uh, <laughs> so if it happens again, Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do my best. Daniel says, I don't watch WWE every night. Watching the rumble. was great both to watch and to see how much the crowd enjoyed Sheamus, not saying he should knock off Roman, but I'd love for him to get one more title push. I'm sure he'll get another world title match. Uh, I think he'll probably eventually beat Gunther for the IC title. Bree says any update on Serena or Miro last I heard just that Serena was inactive Miro and, and AEW are still trying to like, I haven't heard of them having any conversations, any real conversations of late, but I I know Miro wants to be back there. Daniel says, Finn Balor question first run in XT Balor is one of my favorite characters. Now he just seems kind of lame. Any thoughts? What would get him back on track? Daniel, I disagree uh, I like this Finn Balor. I like getting to see this edge of Finn Balor. Judgment Day went from like a shitty brood ripoff to a hilarious Bullet Club ripoff. And I love that. They are just dudes and and girls that party now. I really, really like it. I think that's great. I don't think he's going to win the world title at this stage, but um, I, I really like what he's doing. Joseph Coray says, is Rhea challenging Charlotte, the culmination of Triple H, telling us there was a plan after Charlotte won Mania 36? It's so funny. I was going to post a meme about this after Rhea won. (laughs) I love it. That's funny stuff. Xavier says, based on what I said earlier, wondering if the strong rebrand news and Jay's death really made them stop plans for ROH TV a little bit. I am sure that Jay Briscoe's passing absolutely affected that. The strong rebrand news, I mean we had to know that they weren't going to just completely go away, right? I mean that's a brand that they've spent time building up and was very very important to them. But um I it's it's you know it's impossible to think that <laughs> Sorry, I'm just seeing where somebody said, hear me out, and the stream heard we out and went black. That's funny. Um, It's hard to believe Jay Briscoe's passing didn't have some significant adjustments to the ROH-TV thing. It's such a bummer. KE775 says, since the roster's bigger, do you think they'll bring back the male-female battle royals for Mania? Will they add stakes to it? They should add stakes to it. Absolutely add stakes to it. Um, but I hope so. They should. I like those. One on night one, one on night two. How do you not do that? Why are you putting this on SmackDown? Why are you putting this on SmackDown? Joel What's the Percentage Wood says, do you see Naomi returning to WWE by Mania or after? Wouldn't mind seeing her return in or at that battle royal. Wouldn't mind seeing her return at, uh, at Elimination Chamber as the sixth woman saying that, Uh, that's, you know, that's what her contract stipulated and kind of sliding in there. I think her and, uh, Bianca would have a great match. Do you see hangman rejoining the elite? They hinted at it last week. How about Adam Cole? I think both of them will at some point. I think both of them will at some point. Absolutely. There's, there's much more story about that. Matt Hennessy says, Eric Young re-signed with WWE. Do you know if he was signed as a talent or a backstage role? Well, when I asked about that, I was told that he was signed to wrestler money. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I was told. What's the percentage? Wood says. Also, I just want to say, Eric Young is a guy that I look at like Shane Helms. You absolutely want that guy backstage helping you out. You want him helping mold minds. And uh, it's one of the reasons why I wanted Shane Helms on Fightful years ago. Still an active competitor, still relatively young. Don't tell Shane I called him young. He has experience in heavyweight, cruiserweight wrestling, singles, tag, trios. Um, he has experience doing very, very serious and comedic things. They've both proven they can, they can move merch. They can cut promos. There's an awful lot that they can help you do. They have an experience in a bevy of matches in different companies. Uh, like for example Shane Helms and WCW TNA WWE look at Eric Young he worked uh, Impact Wrestling WWE NXT you want people with that wealth of experience that whenever these younger talents come to them they say oh sure I've done that before and here's what we did but what ideas do you have I think that Eric Young is a phenomenal hire Whether he's wrestling or not, because let me tell you, Eric Young's the type of guy where if he's only a talent, he's still going to help you out. He's still going to help you out. Joel says, "Uh, what do you think of the criticism WWE got for not using enough legends? The last years they got criticized for relying too much on legends, but when they don't, they get criticized for that. Well, last year, they used way too many women's legends and just threw them out in a minute, right? That was stupid. That was dumb. This year, I liked their method of surprises. Now, I have a full Royal Rumble uh, review on the Backstage Report podcast on Fightful Select. So, I talked like 25 minutes on it. So, I encourage you guys to check that out. But look at the surprises this time. Logan Paul, great surprise. Booker T, I thought was a really great surprise as well. Like, I looked at those and I'm like, all right, cool. You don't need a ton. Could I have stood there to be one or two more? Yes, yes. But you had a really good roster, I think. Uh, On the women's side of things, well, I had reported on FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe today, that they were going to lean away from the legends. They had Michelle McCool and sort of Nia Jax. And I thought the Nia Jax thing was brilliant. They brought back Chelsea. They brought back Piper. They had Zoe, Roxanne, Indy. Uh, They had an awful lot of these people. They had other people on hand for that type of thing. They brought back Asuka. I thought the surprises they utilized were very smart, and it showed, yes, you're going to get a taste of legends, but they were specific to the regional area. I like that. Sort of like Hall of Fame thing. So say they're in Philadelphia next year. Bring out Rob Van Dam. Bring out Bubba Ray Dudley. But you don't have to bring out like 10 people. Like, I I think that it was very, very smart how they handled that. Jake says, (laughs) read at the end. Uh, Okay, yeah, but he said, this is my money for next year's Super Bowl fund. Bengals got screwed. Fightful Select, best $5 in the business. Jake, thank you so much for that. I am very bummed about the Bengals. I do appreciate our audience for not turning these streams into Bengals troll streams, but I have a Bengals vanity project that I, I do wish you guys would follow, subscribe to that I just, I just like talking about football. It's CommonBinglesW on Twitter and uh, on YouTube, and I've, I've registered the domain as well. I will be streaming this week. Uh, I've just been so busy like with Royal Rumble follow-up and trying to get scoops and all that. So, uh, yeah, please check that out. Any news of NXT call-ups? Alba Indy long overdue. People have pushed for those, but I haven't heard of any necessarily. Justin Lopez says, "Give me Drew, Sheamus, Gunther in a three-way at Mania." Shit, I, yeah, please. I'm kind of liking the idea of Gunther and uh, Brock, but yeah, please give me that. Sheldon says, "What matches would you do for both the ICUS title at Manius and Triple H put prestige both on them? Gunther, Brock Lesnar, then Night One." Austin Theory does an open challenge. John Cena answers. You you say that he answered a few weeks before. John Cena ah, does the open challenge the second night, and Switchblade beats him for that title first night. Uh, The money is in people chasing Switchblade. What's your percentage of Mercedes still going to AEW? 40%. Claude says, when does Trips get his own show on Fightful, maybe with script as a co-host? I, I think maybe the world can take about five minutes of that. Five minutes of that. Kieran George says, think AEW will have the Briscoes in Fight Forever as DLC, ROH pack perhaps? Yeah, I do think so. Uh, I think that that you will probably see an old, a whole lot of a ROH talent eventually in there. Brandon says, just heard Cody said that he wants to bring back the winged eagle belt. He better win at Mania. I would love to see them bring back a version of the winged eagle belt with perhaps more WWE branding. I think that the current belt that they have is hideous. They have had this sort of design for 10 years and people like belt weirdos get so pissy, so pissy. They're like, it's a different design. It is the same shape plates with a big W and a bland background. It's been the same thing pretty much for 10 years. I would love to see sort of the silver element of that. I wouldn't mind them making like a W with the the eagle. I think that'd be cool. That would be a, a lot of fun. Jaden says, "M Dicky wrestling games DQ you in a rumble if you don't get in the ring before the next entrance comes." Yeah, that's. I would love that. I would love that. Lord Zypher says, what do you think the odds of us eventually seeing Bray, Alexa versus Edge, and Beth think that could be a good SummerSlam match for the four of them? I, I would love that. That makes an awful lot of sense. I I love that. I don't have a lot to add to that, but I think there are good odds of that. I mean, you want to put Bray with relevant people uh, and and I think that that Edge is a good one. Andrew says, "And I think in Montreal Sammy wins with help from Jay. I don't think Jay can go. I could be wrong, but um, I don't think he can go. Isaiah says, how much do you think WWE and AEW will get in their upcoming rights deals? This is more of a question for uh, Brandon Thurston, but considering the rebound that they've had post pandemic, it's hard for me to believe that WWE doesn't get more than what they've got now, unless they sell that. Now, ideally WWE would like to sell for uh, sell to, to Comcast or something. Then Comcast doesn't have to pay rights fees deals. Uh, I think that uh, that they should get more on... Uh, AEW should get a healthy increase. I got people in here talking about Russo. Stop sending me chats about Vince Russo, okay? Vince Russo is a liar. He is disingenuous. He insults the intelligence of his audience, and this is going to be the only time I talk about him on the air. I have no desire to hash it out with Vince Russo. Vince Russo is a grifter. He is a fake. He is a hypocrite. He's out there saying, you're calling humans irrelevant. No, I'm not. This is a guy who had a conversation with me when he worked at Fightful. I did not want him hired to begin with. Did not want him to come over to begin with. Told Raj Geary before I worked with him, I will not compromise my integrity for somebody who doesn't have any, but I did my job. When I found out he was coming to Fightful, I thought, bummer. A few months into that, I told Jimmy, I do not want to work with this guy anymore. He is a walking L, as somebody says. I did not trust him. We had conversations where he was insulting the intelligence of our audience, which means a lot to me. You guys mean a lot to me. You might see me go at trolls. Here's what I encourage you to do. Look at the thread. There is always somebody being a dick, being disrespectful, or being an asshole. I do not go at people unless they go at me or are insulting or assholes. Vince Russo insults the intelligence of our audience and his audience, period. And I said, I called him on the phone and I said, I don't want that. Treat our audience like the intelligent people that they are. And he said, this is what people want. They want the arguments. And I said, I'm not going to manufacture arguments. We're here to talk about wrestling. If they happen, That's one thing. That's a conversation. But I will not insult the audience of of Fightful. He is desperate for attention. Disco Inferno is desperate for attention. How do I know? Because Disco Inferno has begged me to come on his show numerous times. And my reply was, no, I will not be on a show that platforms a racist, transphobic bigot like he does. And when I told Disco Inferno that that guy was out spreading misinformation on his show and insulting the intelligence of his audience, he said, zero fucks given. Well, guess what? That makes me think that you're a little bitch. And that's why I call Disco a little bitch all the time is because if he knows that somebody is out there peddling misinformation to his audience that he has on as a Scoopster, which by the way, Killer Cross directly confronted this man about Killer Cross, and I had a conversation about it, and he said, I feel really insulted that a guy that had something to do with my training would allow something like that on the air. And he told Glenn directly. Now, keep in mind, when I've seen Glenn in person at his strip club, he didn't say any of this shit to me then. He didn't say, oh, man, you know what? You know what? You don't know anything about wrestling care if you think i know anything about wrestling guess what i do me and my team put out fantastic content for our audience make money doing it create jobs doing it and have a great community doing it as well so if you are a grifter out there saying well your opinion doesn't matter guess what my opinion uh, matters as much as this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person, this person. Subjective entertainment means that your opinion means exactly as much as anybody else. But guess what I do? I report accurate news. Scary accurate news. Perhaps the most accurate period ever in this line of work. And you ain't going to tell anybody that I don't because I know I do a good goddamn job. And our platform is far more relevant within professional wrestling than Disco Inferno or Vince Russo are now. Now, can I say that they're more relevant than they have ever been? No, because Vince Russo was a hot topic of conversation for a long time based on how bad he was at his job, which is why I said, I don't want to work with this guy. We even let the guy save face when he left. He wrote a raw review in the eyes of a 10 year old. And I said, get him the fuck out of here or I'm going to go. So for anybody saying, and and you got Vince out there saying, Oh man, you're, you're saying that people aren't relevant. I would never say that. I'm saying that Disco Inferno is irrelevant in wrestling. If you are so sad in your pants that you have to create content about wrestling writers, Talking about content, that is bitch made behavior, Bero. That is very sad. That is just desperate. Like, I think that anybody who is obsessed with anybody is a very sad individual. But if you make your personality hating a wrestling writer for any reason, oh my God, that is the Biggest loser mentality I could possibly fucking think of. Possibly think of. So, when Disco Inferno platforms the terrible person that he does, that even people on his show do not like, and he says, we're just triggering the snowflakes. No, you're driving away your audience. And guess who you're driving them to? A Ya boy. Because I can't tell you how many people I have had DM me and say, I can't stand listening to that shit anymore. Thank you for what you do. And you know what? I thank you all for what you do because we just got a bunch of super chats, humper chats. And um, you know what? I'll I'll go to an ad read and sort of collect myself here before we get back to those. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Browse safely. Browse securely. Change your virtual location with just one click on all your devices, multiple tiers that allow you to get exactly what services you want, four months free, a 30-day money-back guarantee, get access to content that's geo-blocked in your area, get access to pay-per-views at a much more affordable price thanks to that content that you unlock with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, block annoying pop-up ads, block malware, Nord. VPN.com slash Fightful. How how are you going to pass this up? Really? How? I use it every day. Every day. It makes my browsing experience so much better. You should do it too. Nordvpn.com slash Fightful. So enough about Glenn the Frog trying to get his kiss from his prince charming Vince Russo so uh, he can become a real boy. They can run off in a carriage together and, I don't know, talk about bad wrestling shit. But we got some more Super Chats. We got some more Humper Chats. Very excited to get to those. Uh, We're probably going to go a little bit over time, but you guys are sending those Humper Chats and Super Chats. So, hell yeah, man. Uh, Daniel says, Adam Blompied said he thinks nobody should win the Rumble more than once. What are your thoughts on this? I I would be lying if I said that I didn't think... That it was like, I wasn't a little disappointed sometimes when that happens. Right. But um, I think it's in the, the, the appropriate spot that, that goes a long way. Auntie Collins says, appreciate your hard work. What do you know about toxic attraction status? The main roster is that Chelsea green's role. I don't think it is Chelsea green's role, but I think that toxic attraction should be up on the main roster. Probably should have been a long time ago. I specifically, like, I love Gigi Dolan, but JC Jane, when I've seen her on SmackDown, I'm like, why isn't she up yet? She just gets it, man. Corey says, curious what you know about the Darby TV show and AEW tour announcement incoming. Don't know anything about the latter. I know that the Darby TV show is something that they were working on quite a while back, and there were other AEW stars who were um, possible for, for, getting shows as well, but I know that Darby is one that they think they hope is going to be the hit. Daniel says at one point, AEW was having a debut every week. Doesn't seem to happen as often, which I'm not complaining about. Can you name a few free agents that you would bring to AEW if you were Tony? Oh man, probably none, probably none. If you're going to establish a women's tag team division, I would try to get Lady Frost, I would try to get Mickey James involved. I would try to get Jody Threat involved. I think Jody Threat and Lady Frost would make a really, really good team. And probably Billy Starks. But uh, Willie Mack as well, I think, would be very, very good. Nick Aldis, I think, could translate well. But I think WWE would be better for him, honestly. Um, Jake Crist is a name I'd like to see pop up somewhere. And again, I think the world of Cheeseburger. I think you get Cheeseburger and you say, hey, why don't you help develop some talent as well? What else we got? Let's scroll on down. Damn, man. Mitchell says, I was wondering who came up with the elimination chamber. He said domination chamber. Oh, buddy. (laughs) The domination chamber. That sounds like something we would bust Denise's balls about on Monday, right? Buddy. I don't know who started the domination chamber but what were you doing before this show Mitchell? Damn, bro. <laughs> uh I don't know. I will find out though. I'll I'll dig up some more. Uh sorry to not waste your super chat Mitchell but uh yeah, I think I I'll find out find that out. Honestly, I I did inside the Royal Rumble. I want to do inside the elimination chamber at one point as well. T Rab says not to get off subject, but that Toy Story Gif on Twitter is top three. I needed that. My mom passed the same day as Jay. Thanks, SRS, for all you do. Uh, my friend, I am so sorry for your loss. Um, I I can tell when you send our chats or chat chats to us that you're a very wonderful person. It seems like your mom did a very good job with you. So I'm I'm very sorry to hear about that. And lean on this fightful community, man. Uh, if if one of us is, is having a rough time, lean on him. CGM says, I see title, multi-man ladder match at Mania would be dope. Good replacement for Money in the Bank at Mania. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, I think they want to sort of leave some flexibility there, though. Jared says, do you think Hit Row needs a third guy? I do. I do. Maybe Dominic. <laughs> Dominic leads them. Ronald says, do you think Japan open with Japan open and with the live cheering crowds is the year Omega and Danielson represent AEW with spots in the G1? So I would be surprised if anybody big money represented AEW in the G1, because that's a long time and a lot of injury risk to put somebody that is a big investment at risk. But I I do think there's a possibility that we see some more of uh, that crossover. What's the percentage? Wood says, Do you think bringing back Oscar and Dewdrop rebranded is an example of the unconventional surprises they were talking about? Yes, I do. Uh, plus NXT as well. It absolutely was. Uh, very happy with our reporting from fightfulselect.com for that. Johnny says, Here's $5 for the disco impression. He cracked me up. Listen, man, uh, I unblocked that guy solely for the purpose of correcting when he lied about me and when I was lied about on his podcast. Because he messaged me. He's like, why, why why did you message? Why did you unblock me? Am I gonna get scolded again? Oh no. And the reason he said that is because I often call him a little bitch directly to him because I think that he is. I think that anybody that, that knowingly platforms somebody spreading misinformation and bigotry is a little bitch. Especially somebody that I have communicated that to. Patrick says your fightful select name drop on WWE was goaded. I wanted to get a little laugh out of it. I knew we weren't getting any subscribers off of that. Glad you enjoyed it. KE775 says, do you know if WWE plan on bringing over Blair Davenport and Mako or if they're waiting to use them in NXT Europe? I think Mako probably waiting to use in Europe might pop up here and there. Blair Davenport, almost almost all those decently big names that were, were signed in that capacity were with the plans of, of uh, coming over. Kieran says, I know it's a wrestling show, but thoughts on Jones' game? Hey, you guys can ask me MMA questions anytime you want, just because I don't personally cover it all the time. Fightful will always be a crossover combat sports website, uh, as long as I have anything to do with it. But, uh, like, whenever I think about John Jones, I remember specifically that one of the big things about John Jones was how often that he fought. And when he started to fight less often is when he started to have more trouble. Not not outside the cage. He had trouble outside the cage all the damn time. But you look at him, and he's truly never really been defeated, although you can look at Tiago Santos and Dominic Reyes and say, okay. But throughout all the trouble, all the suspensions, all the stuff he went through, every calendar year he had a fight. He had one in 2014. He didn't fight again until January 2015. He missed a 16 month period, but guess what? He fought in 2016. Then he missed another 16 month period. Guess what? He fought in July 2017. Missed another period like that. Well, he fought in December 2018. So every calendar year, then he had that quick turnaround and fought again. But like after that, it really slowed down. Like it really slowed down. After those big, giant gaps, He would win these fights, but then he started to pick it back up and things weren't going great for him. Smith, Santos, Reyes. He's had a big gap now, three years since his last fight, and he's facing a guy that has one-punch knockout power. I can't remember the last guy. I mean, you could say that Reyes and Santos did have that power to share a kind of Vitor back in the day, but I think that could be trouble for him. I do think it could be trouble for him. Um, He's one of my favorite fighters to watch. TK says, uh, is Jay banned from Canada? Is he and Jimmy both? I think it's both, but I don't know. K775 says, is it still slated for Detroit at Ford Field? It's slated for Detroit. I don't know about Ford Field. Bad news. Burke says, do you think Lexington did enough for AEW to run in Kentucky again? Yes, I do. And by the way, if you want to hear me talk about my... uh, Lexington experience and San Antonio experience. I will uh, be on Fightful Select after that. Aaron says, respect uh, should I say that promo for redacted for the Patreon. Respect all the work you do, SRS. Oh, watch. Guarantee. I'll I'll tell you exactly what those little bitches are going to do. They'll both isolate the clip and try to get content off of it. Why? Because they're both desperate, irrelevant little bitches. That's what they are. If I saw them directly, I would say, I think you're Desperate, irrelevant little bitches. They have nothing interesting to say about the content in front of them, about the news cycle, or about their own lives. So what do they do? They go to people who do. And then they, it's, it's so weird that they mock people. They're like, these guys have lives? Yeah, we do, buddy. Not all of us are cleaning up spooge off of walls at strip clubs. No disrespect to anybody who does that except for him. Jared says, which WWE wrestlers would benefit from a jump to AEW and vice versa? Ooh, um, I don't know if a lot of them would make a big benefit from or to AEW. Maybe AJ Styles creatively because he is a big, big star in W in AEW. I do think that Malachi and Andrade would stand to, to gain a lot for that. Thank you to RF Gaming Channel as well. We greatly uh, appreciate you. Jeremy says the reason why Beth wasn't in the women's Rumble after attacking Rhea in the men's Rumble thought she would have been in there. They just had the different creative plans for her. They uh, wanted it to be her coming back and attacking Rhea. That way way you didn't see her being susceptible in the Rumble, I would imagine. Jamal says the look on Jay's face when Sammy hit Roman with the chair is probably the greatest thing I've seen in wrestling in a long time. Flawless victory. It It was just perfect execution. It was perfect execution. I don't think I could have been happier with the way that that went from both of them turning because forever, I was saying, man, Sammy's got to be the one. It's got to be Sammy's decision to do this because if he gets beaten up and forced into the decision, well, that's not nearly as noble. What happened was he made the decision and then got beaten up. And I don't know why in my mind I thought, I didn't think, well, of course that's a good idea, but it's a brilliant idea. It was so phenomenal. I thought that everybody played their role just to perfection. Mr. CJ Lilly says how much input to the pitch black match, as he said on the BT interview he gave before the rumble, he didn't know what it was either. They did some run throughs, So some people knew what it was. It was neon. And cause I mean, we reported there were neon elements to it as far as how much input. I don't know. I do know that that some of the people with the, the new creative aspect of it, the long-term creative have something to do with it, but, This was a sponsored match. That's what that is. That's what that is. Listen, I love our sponsors, but we ain't mentioning our sponsors if they don't give us money. Mountain Dew gave them a lot of money. They did this match. Ronald says, with Money in the Bank set for London Saturday, July 1st, could you see Forbidden Door being booked for Sunday, July 2nd, like Labor Day weekend 2022? Yes. I 100% could see that. 100% could, Ronald. I don't have a lot to, to sort of add to that, but. Yeah, and I think that that's something AEW would do. They're not going to sit back and take this shit anymore, right? <clears throat> Hunter Tillman, always great to see Hunter here, says, Hey, SRS, happy AEW Dynamite Day, everyone. What are your thoughts on who could be Jamie Hayter's next opponent? And could we see AEW World's Women Tag Titles in the near future? So as I I would love Serena Deeb to pop up. I would love Rosa to pop back up. And for them to be some some eventual challengers. For Jamie Hader Because Jamie Hader is doing incredible things. I think that. When Jade goes for the world title. I think they should combine those two titles. Unless they want to add. Unless they're getting you know. All the ROH titles the hell off that programming. And I do think they should establish. A women's tag team title. Because I I look at who they have. And you know you have. Anna and, and. Anna and Ty. You have the baddies, you have Pillar and the Killer, and you got Reba popping in there every so often. You you can uh, uh, any combination of the Joshis would be great, and you're going to have multiple teams in, in that capacity. Willow and Ruby would be really really good as as more of a full time team. I think you've got a good half dozen to eight teams to to rock with. Madison and Sky Blue as well. I think they should do that. And then, you know, you bring in whenever the iconics are good to go again, you bring them in for a spot here and there. Yeah. I think they should absolutely do that. I've thought that for quite a while. I thought they were going to do that a couple of years ago when they did that tournament uh, where they had, you know, uh, Diamante and Ivalisco go pretty far and Elise, I think is a good wrestler, but wasn't made for that company. But I do think that there are a lot of great tag team things you could utilize there. And, Keep some more talent relevant at the same time. Eloquent says, after that whole Zero rumble fiasco, you appreciate all Fightful does. Kudos. Listen, I'll address him too while we're while we're on the rants. Listen, the guy behind Zero is a guy who used to be an absolute troll and still is to some degree, but would make fun of sick, dying women would invade people's personal lives, would laugh along with people while they accused sick, dying people of screwing promoters for tickets and stuff like that. Uh, He Just less than a year ago, he tried to email our server to have us shut down. They laughed at him. He was not nice or respectful to me until he found out he had something to gain from being nice and respectful to me. But when you were an absolute asshole to everybody in this line of work, And you make yourself on being a troll of me or somebody else. When you try to monetize your information, people are going, I ain't paying for that. You cultivate that type of audience. You cultivate an uneducated audience, which is why I say, don't send me his shit. You want the lowdown on him? He gets some decent information on rundowns and almost everything else he makes up. Why do I know? Because he hits up me and other people saying, can you confirm this for me? No, bro, that's not how it works. And I have tried to tell him, despite all that horrible shit that he said and did and the people that he associated with, I reached out to him and I said, if you want to make a living doing this, if you want to make a career doing this, one, you cannot be addicted to the attention of breaking a story and then make stuff up. Use what little accurate information you have to report to report accurate stories, not post vague GIFs that aren't going to pay off for months, if even then, because that's what he used to do. He used to post vague GIFs of literally everybody that wasn't around. That way, when they pop back up, he could say, look at me, credit me. I did good. I did good. No. And when you go two for 12, you don't get to go and say, hey, credit me, credit me for that one or two, because nobody credible will aggregate or cite you if you are wrong, 10 out of those 12 times, do I believe that he wants to be a better person interpersonally? Yes, he has shown me uh, at least that, that he does not want to be an absolute scumbag of a person. Um, I think that he probably needs to take some media literacy classes and some some just classes in general. Um, thus far, the only news that I know that he gets that is somewhat accurate is stuff that would be on a rundown. That's it. Um, and I have, I have warned him against making stuff up because if you get two out of two accurate stories, that is a lot better for your credibility than two out of 12 accurate stories. So there you go. Talking about a bunch of people I wouldn't normally talk about on this show, but you guys ask all the time. Uh, stop sending me shit that he posts. Shane says for the battle Royals, men's and women's at the rumble. Would you like to see the winners get shots at mid card titles? yeah i would um for the women i wouldn't mind like maybe even a tag title shot and you get to pick your own partner maybe maybe but uh i would like some some stakes added to it mr cj lily says i love denise's innocence at step posts of <laughs> and tom and now happy endings made my day better after Alexa loss, Russo says he likes debates, not seen one with his partner on that show. I watch for that Well, because he's got a crony. He's got a crony that nods along and all that stuff and finds a little clips for him for next to no money. Whatever. However, you want to spend that money. We probably need to have Kyler put together a uh <laughs> put together a compilation of all the the hilarious Denise stuff, right? Probably do that. Sheldon says, what match would you like to see at Battle of the Valley for the IWGP Championship since Okada Shingo is coming up? I wouldn't mind seeing an AEW star challenge for it. I would absolutely love to see that. That would make a ton of sense to me, and it would give uh, New Japan some some cachet. Amish Boy Freddy says, can you imagine Cheeseburger versus Nino Hamburger? <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Burgers. Uh, like I know that's fun to say, but uh, we got to put some respect on Cheeseburger's name. Put some respect on CB's name. I will shout it to the rooftops till I see him getting the appropriate amount of respect that he deserves. Uh, this guy is a fantastic trainer, a fantastic wrestling mind, a wonderful person, and a great wrestler. Uh, great wrestler. Somebody says your boy episode. Of today. This is that episode. Jimmy ain't coming to work. Atlas Earth says, with Nia being number 30 in the Rumble, is there a theory that slot was intended for someone else they could not get, like Naomi or Sasha? No, that was the plan. They, they had her coming in as of a week before. I thought it was a very smart thing to do. You, you get people to go, oh. You get the reaction of her getting beaten up. You get the reaction of her hope spot, then of her eliminating it. So you get four reactions over, like, what, three or four minutes? That's maximizing the minutes and the moments there. Brandon says, bit of fantasy booking. Imagine AJ Lee returns vying for Bray's attention over Alexa. A love triangle is an ideal. I think the dynamic could be fun. It could be fun. And I think that AJ Lee is one of the better performers that they've had over the last 10, 15 years. I mean, she carried Raw for a very long time, right? Like She carried that show. Auntie Collins says, But as far as that, I don't know if the love triangle fits. I think a lot of people, everybody knows about her and Punk. Everybody knows about Alexa getting married to Ryan Cabrera and about Jojo and Bray. Now, not to say that some people couldn't couldn't go for it, but I think their audience also wouldn't necessarily like that very much. Auntie Collins says, someone in the chat said AEW would never do a sponsored match. They did one with barrels at Cracker Barrel. Yes, they absolutely would. 100%. They did a a sponsored match. They did a sponsored show. House of the Dragon. What are we doing here? Of course they would do a sponsored match. Any info on ROH Supercard of Honor? Will streaming deal be confirmed by then. No, they're they're doing Honor Club. Um, But I mean, that pay-per-view will be completely separate of that, but No streaming deal that I've heard of. Sean Stiggers says, appreciate the work. Do you think Cody's overall story, if WWE incorporates it into the reign story, is on par with the bloodline? Just his entire journey back. Pro wrestling is subjective. I really enjoy Cody's whole story. Him leaving, him going and starting AEW, him coming back to WWE, even the injury arc. But also... Specifically, like I feel like a great part of that would be him saying, this is the title that my dad won and had taken away from him. And specifically, I want that title. I want that championship. I don't think it's on par with the bloodline, but I think it's very good. I think the bloodline has been just art. It's been one of the best things I've ever seen. The Cody thing is very good it's a thing that I'll look back at and I'll go hell yeah that's incredible. I put Bloodline and Sami Zayn up there with Dave Batista and Triple H and how that all unfolded um it was just it was so perfect. Almost almost none of that is is has gone wrong. Almost all of it has worked really really well and it has maximized that and not only has it put over the Usos big and Roman big and Sammy big, it established a new star in Solo Sokoa. Just just really great stuff. T. Smitty says, got to give props for WWE not having and explaining why Rumble R- Sammy wasn't in the Rumble match. By having it early, T. Smitty, I, I agree. You, you know that Sammy's going to appear later. And guess what? Still an incredible reaction. Updates on Jay White. You see AEW having a real chance to sign him. I think there's a real chance, yeah. I do think there's a real chance. I uh, I'll have an update on fightfulselect.com this week. I'm working on nailing down a few more a few more details here. What's the percentage? Wood says. Do you think Tomatonga or Hikaleo end up in WWE? Pretty soon, WWE can have their own brand of just Bullet Club members. They can already. Anderson, Gallows, uh, AJ, Finn, Cody. You got five there. So they get Tomatonga, Hikaleo, Switchblade. Keep that Civil War going, man. Absolutely. Any chance uh, Jay White signs with Tony Khan? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 100% I think there's an opportunity. There is a possibility uh, for sure. Guys, I hope you all leave a thumbs up on this video. Uh, Man, you guys have sent so many Super Chats and Humper Chats. I've got, I think, one or two more, and then we're going to head over to the list goes on. We're going to talk about, um, oh, yeah, Mia Yim. Mia Yim, that's unfortunate. It sucks that she's there, but. As Taylor says, who's booking? Why is WWE booking, booking carrying Cross Week? He should be running through guys, especially with Scarlet. I would love Scarlett to sort of knock some sense into her. Or into him, so to speak, right? I would love to see that. That would be very good. Like, wake him up in that sense. That'd be very, very good. Guys, thank you all so much. I never know how these are going to work on short notice. And uh, with, you know, as far as Super Chats, Humper Chats, you guys have, have done a, an incredible job of that. If you want more Q&A, well, you're in luck because every single week I do a Q&A uh, on FightfulSelect.com. Everybody gets a question in if they want. Uh, I'll answer it if I have the answer. Every other week, Grapsity does a Q&A on FightfulSelect.com. Last week, Jimmy Van filled in for me and did the Q&A on FightfulSelect.com. So you're getting a variety of of people associated with Fightful doing this. Uh, Thank you all so much. Uh, I know today was a little bit ranty, but listen, man, I appreciate you guys. And what I don't appreciate is people treating you guys like you're lesser than or that you're stupid or anything like that. And if you're respectful to me and my people, you know I will be to you. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Let's head over to FightfulSelect.com.